Well, well hey, hey, howdy, hey. Welcome to the Texans Take. All right. Ooh. So, big things went down. Uh, I'll let Brig tell you about it if he wants to. <laughs> All right. Big things. What big things? What are we talking about? Barnes. Oh, yeah. My, um, I wasn't present during this, so it wasn't my fault. But you're the beneficiary. Uh, yeah, not, not not even slightly. I I probably I, theoretically, and it's like I was telling Dad, me and Dad probably lost close to the same dollar amount of stuff. Dang, because all of my saddles, all of my tack, all of my fishing rod stuff, all of my fishing rods, all of my John Wayne memorabilia was all in there. Dad had tools. Yeah, it was like tools versus all of that. Yeah. We probably lost the same amount. It's like, a lot, I mean, a lot of that stuff, it's irreplaceable. I mean, they, they might give us a dollar amount for it. A long story short, because I didn't say, and y'all are all probably not sitting on the edge. Probably kind of guessed it yeah. already. But I uh, burnt to the ground, and by burnt to the ground, I, th- I asked Tristan. He said uh-huh. it probably took about an hour and ten minutes. Really? From start to finish. That's quick. <laughs> He said it yeah. seems like it took a lot more because of all the running around and getting cars out of the way and right, moving right. things. All and the he hassle, all the felt like it moved dread. longer, but he said it, it took the it took the fire department twenty to thirty minutes to show up. What? Come on. Um, see, which is funny because Dad said, "Well, they got here pretty quick." And Tristan, when I was talking to him today, said, "No, they didn't." No. He said we called them twice. Yeah. They they weren't here quick. Yeah. He was like, I had all of the cars moved out of the way, and we were working on getting. We'd already, no, I think they had already gotten Shay's trailer out of the way mm-hmm. when the when they showed up. So it was like that much time had passed for them to <laughs> now decide to show up, which is basically just enough time to get there, pass out hot dogs and marshmallows, and say sorry, guys. Yeah, I mean, he said they sprayed it for about twenty minutes, maybe thirty after they got there. Uh-huh. Um, just to make sure it was all, but I mean, it was gone. By Basically, that point. just putting it out. It, yeah, it was gone. Yeah. Uh, but apparently, I was looking at the pictures. My 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 toolbox for my truck survived. <laughs> it's like the one thing standing in the shop is that metal toolbox. Wow. <sighs> Everything in it's probably melted. Sure, probably just a bunch of hammerheads and yeah. stuff like that that was actually wood. the first thing i thought about because i have my truck back home and that was the very first thing i thought about it when dad was telling me because i think dad thought i was taking it better than he thought i was going to take it which i took it pretty good until i found out about all my john wayne stuff that was in there <laughs> i was a little down about that but at the end of the day you can't do anything about it like what, what are you gonna do cry right and that only does so much yeah so so dad told me that and and um uh, my first thought after he got done giving me a spew, I was like, where's my truck? <laughs> and, <clears throat> and Tristan was like, uh, your first, your truck was the first one after the rental car to get moved out of the way. Cause dad hit a deer Monday. Oh, okay. Dang. All right. So yeah, this is, this has been, this has been a year for that car. Cause there was hail damage to that car. Mm-hmm. Uh, dad backed over a metal fence. So that happened. Okay. And, and I'm the bad driver, right? You know? <laughs> but uh, and and he um, then he hit a deer. That man hits a deer every year. 
Like literally, we had a so we had get a, an annual. We had an O2 focus, and we literally called the thing the deer killer because, like, during deer season, that's what Dad would drive to work. It was a little manual focus because every year the car was getting a rebuild, replacing some part because Dad just like it's a deer slammed a deer. Does he do it on purpose? No, no, he really doesn't. In fact, the the first time we realized this might start being a problem, it was the second deer Dad had hit in one year. Yeah. Now, I remember this because this was when, and what's funny now is thinking about, like, going back to that in my mind, the car had so much technology. When I look back at it today, that's, like, not a good car. It's, <laughs> the technology is mediocre, but when the car first came out in the new body the style, it was, like, it had Microsoft Sync running through it. It was the thing. But anyway, it was like an O. Six okay. or seven escape. Yeah, it was when the body style changed from the previous escapes to the the more roundy but still boxy looking escapes, yeah. hmm. and it was a hybrid. I remember this. It was a hybrid. The first year they had released the hybrids. Dad got one as a demo. Literally, it rolled off the truck. He got it as a demo. Drove it home that day, and a deer comes out of the woods. <laughs> so he started comes, by hitting a deer. Comes out of the woods. Dad didn't even hit the deer. Like, this is actually, this is the one time, other than my incident with my marquee, the dude comes out of the woods and literally impaled the right back door of Dad's car. And he drug the thing down the road because his horns were impaled into the side of the car. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like, the thing hit it with such force. And you were just dragging a deer down the road until finally, like, falls out. Like there's holes that big in the side of the car. It's it's a just, demo car. Yeah. Wow. Like it was brand new. It had it had no miles on it when it wow. rolled off the truck. See, in Texas, uh, you can you can roll a, a new car up to seven thousand miles and claim it as a demo. Right. And you can only do you know so many a year. Obviously, wow. you can't do it to every car. It sounds to me like there's this kind of uh venison cult going on in your dad's area <laughs> and their initiation is you know uh get hit by a well, car well it's not their initiation either it's it's just their ritual sacrifice you know okay it's it's bambi's turn get out there man you know <laughs> you gotta do some it paint on the face you know uh strip down your shorts and go run in front of a car bam you he know? hit he had cerebral with the, the focus with gods be praised you and know? see the focus became the deer killer because we just realized this time of year, Dad's going to hit a deer. So we drove the focus all the time. Dad hit a deer, and the uh, I, I forbid Dad to drive my truck during this time of year. But Dad messed up his white Dodge that he had. I think, like, every car we own except mine, Tristan's, and, and Shay's truck have been hit by... Well, my grandfather had problems with deers, too. And deer. They had deers. a thing about him, right? They just wanted to... Well, yeah, but what's really funny is over in Bandera, they have Axis deer, which are like Whitetail and Impalas had a baby. Gotcha. They're big. They have very odd-looking horns. Okay. They're look up an. In fact, I can yeah. pull up an Axis deer, but they're large. Like you, yeah. you don't. Your car doesn't survive. Gotcha. If you get but the hit, deer might. The the deer very well might actually. Um. So my grandfather, he was like, uh, you know, it, we're not going to do this. We're not going to play this game. Yeah. And he put a giant ranch hand on the front of this thing. Nice. It's like, 
They're gonna they're gonna get hurt. They may hit me. But so that's a that's oh an axis deer. Yeah, they're they're very deer. strange. Wow. They, their antlers are always like that. They have two down there, two up there. They're they're I think they're considered a chai tail, which is I think the same family as an impala, but they're huge. Yeah, that's like they're not. It's like a moose deer. Yeah, it's, a deer moose. <laughs> it's like you're hitting a horse, and you yeah. can you can see how much muscle they have yeah. on their body. Wow. I mean, they're well. Speaking about focuses and uh, I'll, I'll put a, I'll put a picture I'll put a picture for everybody on the uh, the Facebook page. Move on to the ninth plague. Oh, we're only at eight minutes. We yeah, got another. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and post a picture so everybody knows what we're talking about. To the uh, about the deer and maybe what what's left or isn't there at all the barn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely do that. So in the last, um, let's see. And I will also, for everyone listening, I'm going to start putting, I know we've mentioned several books on the podcast, uh -huh. I'm going to start putting that on our Facebook page. Yeah. So every time we mention a book, I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and put uh, either a link to where you can get it at Amazon or such, uh, or just the, you know, a picture of the book itself. So go ahead, I didn't mean to interrupt, but just as I'm thinking about it. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good that idea. That way people can, can go to that source and... And what, what will be really cool about it is that y'all can read these books, and it's going to be great. And then I can read these books, because yeah. it's going to be great. And then I can talk about it while y'all are reading it. And that'll be, like, be great. Oh, hey, he's this far. What the dummy didn't get that far? Yeah, because we've, we've mentioned yeah. Christian living in the home, happy, 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 uh, forgiven to forgiving, or from forgiving angels, to angels, forgiving. Angels, angels, angels. angels. So yeah. I'll, I'll, put them, uh, I'll put them all it up on there. Probably do that tonight it. or tomorrow. Yeah, but anyway, so, we are uh, going to be surrounded uh, by total darkness. We left our heroes in the last last chapter. Actually, is the beginning of this chapter is the same part. Our anyway, heroes. I don't know that um, I've ever looked at Moses like Locus, that, but I like it. Um, let's see. And the last, uh, verse 20 in chapter 10 is, But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart. And he did not let the children of Israel go. How many times have we heard that? So I've never heard that. The ninth plague, darkness. Well, get ready to hear it. He just it ignores again. me. He <laughs> just rolls right through like, the ninth you plague, didn't just say that. Darkness. Uh, and the Lord said to Moses, ladies and gentlemen, we come to you with the Duck Commander Faith and Family it. Bible. <laughs> New King James Version. Every time. Yeah, well, uh, you I, get I all the way there and then you're like, as hmm. soon as as soon as this little bit of Exodus is done, that'll never happen again. Okay, yeah, well, uh, all right. And the Lord said to Moses, saying, um, now the Lord spoke to Moses, dang, okay. So every, it's going to be the Lord the speaks beginning to David. Of, the beginning of every single chapter. The Lord, is, it'll be the Lord speaks the Lord, to David. The, you know, and then Moses and the children of Israel sang the song of the Lord. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've read yeah, this no, before. Okay. Anyway, so. Did you see um, that? Yeah, I'm, I saw that. A coffee stain. <laughs> I've got a coffee stain there. What's that verse? 15, and the Lord said to Moses, ah, <laughs> you knew that was going to happen. You knew didn't. it. So anyway, then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand toward heaven, that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, darkness which may even be felt. So Moses stretched out his hand towards heaven, and there was thick darkness in all the land of Egypt. Three days. Ah. It's like, it's like, you know, Alaska and Canada in the winter. They did not see one another, nor did anyone rise from his place for three days. 
but all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. Okay, wow. Then Pharaoh called to Moses and said, Go, serve the Lord, but only let your flocks and your herds be kept back. Let your little ones also go with you. But Moses said, You must also give us sacrifices and burnt offerings that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. Our livestock also shall go with us, not a hoof shall be left behind. For we must take some of them to serve the Lord our God, and even we do not know with what we must serve the Lord until we arrive there. So Pharaoh's like, you know, hey, you know, I guess um, kind of like to see again. Uh, it's kind of thick here, you know. Uh, maybe go serve your God and uh, leave your flocks and your herds back, you know, because they're pretty much the only people here who have flocks and herds because they're all died. So like, so you go on and serve your God. That's fine. Do your thing. Have a good time. Party, you know, whatever you do at your little you know, Israelite thingy thing, you know, but leave your animals behind. Uh, what, well, so you, you can eat them? Yeah, right, and you know, hey, we might have a barbecue while you're gone. I don't know. But anyway, um, and Moses is like, but, but, no, you can't do that. We also need sacrifices and burnt offerings that we may sacrifice to our Lord. Our livestock also must go with us, and uh, not a hoof shall be left behind. And so, anyway, Pharaoh's kind of like, what? So, it's like, how about the Lord hardened not? Pharaoh's heart, and he would not let them go. Then Pharaoh said to him, get away from me. Take heed to yourself and see my face no more. For in the day you see my, in the day, for in the day you see my face, you shall die. So Moses said, you have spoken well. I will never see your face again. Whoa. Uh, if I were Pharaoh, I'd be kind of creeped out by that. Yeah, that that's not that's something not you want to hear. That's not something I want to hear from Moses, the dude whose God has been tormenting Egypt for a little while. Yeah, if Moses said that to me, I'd be like, "Take it I, back!" Yeah, yeah, take I, it I take it back. Please, I take please. it back. I'm on my knees. Please, <laughs> what did I say? Uh, yeah, no, don't want to hear that from Moses. Didn't and see and see. I think I remember there was this one verse where there was. Let there be light. That's gone. Yeah. <laughs> That's over. You, you just lost that privilege. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, that's the end of chapter 10. Yeah, man, wow, that's ominous for Pharaoh. You know, then Pharaoh said to him, Get away from me! Take heed to yourself and see my face no more, for in the day you see my face you shall die! So Moses said, You have spoken well. I'll never see your face again. It's like, uh, now does he not? Hold on. I don't know. I'm just thinking about this because doesn't he? I haven't, I, I don't even remember this verse. I don't remember I've this verse either, but times, doesn't but... he come to Pharaoh at the, at the death of his firstborn? He comes to Pharaoh again. Maybe he does. Maybe he sends Aaron. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I thought he I did. Said, I could be wrong. Let's move on to 11 yeah. and read on, man. I'm interested. It is, I didn't read ahead. <laughs> so... Uh, death of the firstborn announced, dun, 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 dun. And the Lord said to Moses, I will bring one more plague on Pharaoh and on Egypt. Afterwards, he will let you go from here. When he lets you go, he will surely drive you out of here altogether. Speak now in the hearing of the people, and let every man ask from his neighbor, and every woman from her neighbor, 
articles of silver and articles of gold, and the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Moreover, the man Moses was very great in the land of Egypt, in the sight of Pharaoh's servants, and in the sight of the people. (laughs) (laughs) Pharaoh's servants are like, ah, this guy has it. I don't know what it is, but he has it. Well, when you've gone past, (laughs) he's gone past what the magicians and the sorcerers can do. Right, you know. So, like, you know, if he could possibly be glowing, you know, that's probably what they would see or you know he's he's glowing you know he's just imagine so this is something about him that we don't want to mess with you know this is what i imagine and i i've i've thought of this more than once but i'll go ahead and say it now you know i see gandalf you know (laughs) walking up here with his cane like you shall not pass you know (laughs) <laughs> you know, well, I mean, you have to think that's probably what Moses looked like. He was aged like that. Now, every time I think of Moses, I'm going to think of Gandalf. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. That's a good. That's a good thing it's not to a think bad of. Thing, but it's not, it's not something that's ever, you know, gone through my mind before. Anyway, well, you know, Moses, Tolkien was a Christian. I'm sure yeah, he, he was, thought he about was, these yeah, things. Then Moses said, "Thus says the Lord: About midnight, I will go out into the midst of Egypt." And all the firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sits on his throne, even to the firstborn of the female servant who is behind the handmill, and all the firstborn of the animals. Then there shall be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt, such as was not like it before, nor shall be like it again. But against none of the children of Israel shall a dog move its tongue, against man or beast, and that that you may know that the Lord does does make a difference between the Egyptians and Israel. And all these your servants shall come down to me and bow down to me, saying, Get out, and all the people who follow you. After that, I will go out. Then he went out from Pharaoh in great anger. Very Uh, random thought. Yeah. I would love to, absolutely love to. When I say this, I mean like I'm thinking about anybody i can try to find i'd love to hear the egyptian culture on this yeah what no kidding what did that what are their stories i don't know you know they have to have them yeah. it's not like this didn't just happen yeah no kidding you that know somewhere the egyptians are known for keeping pretty good records of things that happened even before we know what happened yeah in some hieroglyphic mm-hmm. somewhere yeah, that's interesting. I never thought about that. I'd love to hear hear their their. I'm sure there's probably some some historical stuff we can find on that. Maybe we should try to to search for something like that. Not that obviously it's not holy scripture, but you know the historical side of it. That would be interesting to to know exactly what happened. Yeah. Yeah. So I was a little bit lost here. I think I was reading one thing and because what was it there was a one there was that one culture and i can't remember we talked about it that uh you know god or i don't know if it was abraham or i've I've forgotten but you know they're never to be heard of again and no records can be found of them what what culture was that we had talked about it oh shoot it's a good question they were a people and uh, we looked it up Uh you can't find anything about who what they were and that's what god said you will never even know of their records 
I don't remember. But do you remember us having that conversation? I do remember us having that conversation, though. We'll have to go back and look. See, see, we're going to have to go back. See? That's right. That's right. That's right. So how'd you like to be Moses in this? Uh, well, at that moment, I, I might have enjoyed it until this point where you right, know you had right. to, you had to. So he's going death. in there and he's, you know, he just hey, turned into the Grim Reaper. Everybody of the firstborn in your house, even the the female servant behind the mill, and the firstborn's a big deal. All their firstborns are going to be, you know, vectimic. Because uh, the firstborn is the pharaoh. Right, yeah. They're the next pharaoh unless the pharaoh has no firstborn. Right, right. And that's that's one of this that's what and I don't know if the you know, I don't know how it plays in the, the Egyptian culture. I don't know. I know the firstborn became pharaoh unless mm-hmm. there weren't another one, but I'm just wondering, does that fall to the next child? Did he have any other children? Yeah. You know. So wait a minute. Before I move on, just like you said earlier, in the last chapter, he said, and Moses said, you have spoken well, I will never see your face again. But in chapter 11, Moses goes in and, see, the Moses said, thus says the Lord, yeah, yeah, yeah. moreover, the man Moses, uh, uh, was very great in the land of Egypt, in the sight of the Pharaoh's servants, in the sight of the people. Then Moses said, Thus says the Lord, About midnight I'll go into the midst of Egypt, and all the firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die. Now, it didn't say he said that to Pharaoh. It doesn't. But in the very end here, he's talking to Pharaoh. He says, Then he went out from Pharaoh in great anger. Did all this happen at the same time? It might have. I think it did. Yeah, maybe so. And well, no, because we have the darkness. Don't did, did we skip know, over the darkness and darkness has left yet? It might still be dark. In which case, he might not actually case, be seeing like, his face. You're right. You won't see me anything. <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah. So let's see. I'm just trying to follow. They I mean, had to be smart enough to have candles. Come on. But Moses said, well, I don't think candles would help because it's blotting out sunlight. You know, the only people who have light are the, are the Israelites. That's true. Well, I'll tell you what, before we start on the next spot, let's go ahead and take, a, take an a obscene profit break. break. That's right. In the words of Rush Limbaugh, an obscene profit break. I like it. I like it. Yeah, that's, what he's, that's what he's always called it. Like, at any time, because he, he does his, he, he's, he's kind of like us in the way he does it in, in his breakdowns, and he... He always, oh, we got to take an obscene profit break. We'll be right back. Yeah, so. We interrupt this program to annoy you and make things generally irritating. <laughs> All right, we, we are back are from our obscene back. profit break. So, um, yeah, so the one thing that I was kind of wondering about in the last little area is it says so moses said you have spoken well you will uh, i will never see your face again and then in the very next chapter which we were just reading it doesn't it starts off sounding like moses is just like talking to the people but then at the very end it says so moses and Aaron, uh, ba, 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 ba. it says oh, ah yeah, yeah then he went out from pharaoh in great anger and so, so are we thinking that's all one sitting? Maybe so. And in between, it says, The Lord said to Moses, I will bring you more plague on Aaron. One more plague on 
uh, Pharaoh on Egypt. Uh, speak now in the hearing of the people. Uh, oh, okay, so hold on. Uh, when he lets you go, he will surely drive you out of, all, out of here altogether. Speak now in the hearing of the people and let every man ask from his neighbor. So maybe he's telling him to go into the square and talk or something like that. Um, the first press conference. Yeah. And uh, let's see. And the Lord gave favor. Uh, in see, the that's like Gandalf going to the village and telling everybody. <laughs> yeah, moreover, the man Moses is very great in the land of Egypt and the sight of Pharaoh's servants and the sight of the people. I mean, he's basically saying, hey, give us your gold. And they're saying, here, take it. We love you. You're great. Or something. And uh, either that or he's like, we're scared of you. Take it. Don't hurt us. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Moses said, thus says the Lord about midnight into the midst of Egypt and all the firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die. It just says, then Moses says, it doesn't say where he was, what he was doing. All it says is he said, um, all the firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sits on his throne. So maybe he's not talking to Pharaoh. So it just says Pharaoh. Even to the firstborn of the female, the female servant who is behind the handmill, and all the firstborn of the animals, then there shall be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt. You know, at this point, they have to be really eerie yeah, anytime Moses yeah. opens his mouth. No, no kidding. I mean, they should have been before, but um, yeah. But it sounds like at this point, the entire world of Egypt has kind of started waking up to this guy. This guy's got some powers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, supernatural powers. And it takes a long time for people to wait. Like, and I keep going back to Elijah, but all of the followers of Baal were, you know, they were for sure that Baal was, you know, the cat's meow until <laughs> until Elijah showed that it wasn't. Had to show so down. Yeah, so it's people are blinded to their own yeah, beliefs yeah. and their own. You guys are so funny. <laughs> Put more water in there. I don't see the wood floating. Come on, add more. Yeah, buckets, buckets, buckets. Hey, you have some empty buckets. Go fill them up with water and bring them back. I mean, this didn't happen, but I can kind of see. Yeah, Elijah. you can see that. I can kind of see Elijah, you know, strip down to some swimming shorts, dive in, and be like, "Not enough water, guys. We need more water." You know? <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of rubbing it in. You know, it doesn't matter how much you put. Uh, so anyway, uh, but yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. How'd you like to be Moses, telling everybody that you know, hey. All the firstborn are going to die. Sorry, Israel is not going to have it happen. Though, in fact, Israel's aren't Israelites aren't going to be touched. You know, a dog will not wag his tongue against it. There's reason this time. for that. You know. Yeah. And so anyway, um, and all these. Let's, bah, 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 but against none of the children of Israel shall a dog move its tongue against man or beast. Then you may know that the Lord does make a difference between Egyptians and Israel, saying, "Hey, we're special." And we've been kind of telling you that for a while. But um, maybe you'll know at this point. And all of these, your servants, shall come down to me and bow down to me, saying, Get out and all the people who follow you. I mean, they're getting on their knees. He's like saying, Please leave. Uh, so, yeah, not going to be fun. But anyway, um, after that, I will go out. And then it says, Then he went out from Pharaoh in great anger. So, ah, was he with Pharaoh? Maybe he was just, maybe he was in the house of Pharaoh, but Pharaoh wasn't there. 
I don't know. Maybe Pharaoh was facing the wall and Moses wasn't looking at him. But in the last chapter, it says, you have spoken well. I will never see your face again. And maybe that's out of order with this. I don't know how it works out. And it may be. Or maybe he was just. Maybe maybe Moses was talking to the people and Pharaoh was there. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. No one says that you have to be looking at somebody to talk to him. Anyway, regardless of what happened, but the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh will not heed you, so that my wonders may be multiplied in the land of Egypt. So Moses and Aaron did all these wonders before Pharaoh, and Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart. I think this is the first time he's used wonders yeah. until the, since the beginning, all my wonders. Mm, I think he said wonders a couple of times before. might have to look that up, but I'm pretty sure that he's used wonders before. And the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he did not let the children of Israel go out of his land. All right, way to go, Pharaoh. This is this is nice. Um, but it does say the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart. Um, 12. Moving on to 12. Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron on in... Oh, on in. I'm such a funny guy. And Moses... Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron on in the land of Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> it broke it up. It ended the sentence. Not ended the sentence, but it was at the end of the page, and it's air dash. And then on the next line, it's on. So it fin- finishes his name, Aaron. It splits his name in half. And so I know that it says Aaron. And so I say, now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron and in the next line, I read the end of that last Aaron, and it just looks like on in the land of Egypt. So it's like, wait, what? Oh. Back up, back up. Hit it again. Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, this month shall be your beginning of months. Oh, wow. That's when their calendar started. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth of this month, every man... Lost my place. So is that our month? It's about to be profound. I'm not sure. Uh, saying, Show me the first of the month. Do you speak on the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth of this month, every man shall take for himself a lamb, according to the house of his father, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of persons. According to each man's need, you shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You shall take it from the sheep or from the goats. Now you shall keep it until the fourteenth day of the same month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at twilight, and they shall, and they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts on the lintel of the houses where they eat it. And they shall eat the flesh on that night, roasted in fire, with unleavened bread and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Do not eat it raw, nor boiled at all with water, but roasted in fire. Its head, with its legs and its entrails, you shall let none of it remain until morning. And what remains of it until morning you shall burn with fire. And thus you shall eat it, with your belt on your waist, and your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. You shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. So, wow, this is the first Passover. Um, and um, basically, uh, 
Um, he institutes this Passover uh, to make a difference, like he said earlier, between Egyptians and Israelites. There is a difference. He is making that difference. This Passover feast, which we will see throughout the rest of the Bible, and we even see it today. Some people still do Passover, mm -hmm. not as a necessity, as a command from God, um, but as just kind of a remembrance mm -hmm. of, you know, Passovers, you know, before Christ. Um, basically, Christ is the ultimate sacrifice. We don't need Passover anymore, right? Um, but... Uh, even in my church in Austin, uh, Redeemer Prez, uh, we we would have we would follow pretty much all of the different feasts. I mean, it's a chance to get together with the church. So when is the food. Passover? What's that? When is the Passover? Uh, that's a good question. I forget what time of year it is. Um, but uh, anyway, I think it was. Uh, I forget what time of year it was. Was it? Was it spring or was it fall? Somebody out there probably knows how. I could probably look it up here, except that I'm trying to read through. But if you want to look that up and find out what time the Passover is usually kept, I don't know. But they had good ribs and brisket that night. It was wonderful. Um, anyhow, this Passover is... March 27th, April 4th. Okay, so it was spring. Okay, fantastic. Um... This is instituted here before they leave Egypt, and it's the last plague. And it's something that I've not actually thought about until this very second. It passed over the... This is the end of the... Uh, like, whenever I think of Passover, I usually remember, like, the things that happened, but sometimes I forget that this was the last plague. It was plague right. number 10. And you know, God didn't institute... the house of the yeah, Lord. Yeah, God didn't in institute anything else in the other plagues, but this very last one... You know, he's like, hey, um, in order for you guys to survive this, here's what you got to do. Um, he's making a difference between them and the Egyptians um, by making them um, roast, uh, roast the lamb, um, cook it good, don't boil it, don't eat, eat it raw. Um roast it up and save the blood and put some of it on the two doorposts of the lintel of the houses where they eat it. Um, and on top of that, oh, I was going to make a point. I forget what it was. So I forgot about it. Whatever. Um, you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. Uh, reading on, for I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night and will strike all of the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you and the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. So... Eat your Passover, have a good time, uh, wear your belt, wear your sandals, hold your rod, and say some blood, put it on the lintel of your doorposts, and that is the sign that I will take for you want to live. And 
um, I will pass over your house and not kill everybody in it. Well, kill your firstborn anyway. Right. Um, and uh, so, yeah, that's um, that's Passover. So this day, oh, 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 that's what I was going to say before. Um, so this is the beginning of their 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 calendar, right? Um, and I guess the Hebrews were pretty like everything they did was based off of their calendar. They had all their different feasts, all their different sacrifices. You know, everything they did was on a calendar and, um, you know, they had gatherings all the time. Um, and they have more put on their plate later on, but this is God saying, Hey, I'm instituting something here. This is why this is going to happen. This is what you're going to do, but this is the first of many and it will begin your calendar. Which, I'm such a dummy. <laughs> uh, I was saying, you know, gosh, I don't know what time of year the Passover was. I mean, kind of, no duh. It shall be the first month of the year to you, so it must be some. So whatever, you know, Redeemer was celebrating it earlier on in the year, and I think they celebrated it in March or something like that. Well, something. It would, yeah, it would, it would only make sense. Yeah, it would only make sense, right? <laughs> anyway, uh, there you go. Now, moving on. Which is probably where they give, where they kind of give highlight to, um, around, the, they kind of, that's why they probably kind of know around the time that Jesus died. Uh-huh. Because, you know, he had the last Passover with his disciples. Yeah. That was the point where he, he gave, he gave Peter the 411 of, <laughs> you will betray me, and Judas, come here, <laughs> y'all, y'all too. I didn't you know? even think about that. Yeah. Passover was the first feast. It was the first institution that God started. And it was also the last one that Jesus celebrated yeah. on earth. And that's where that's where he gave the four one one to, to oh, Peter and yeah. you know, and Thomas is sitting no I always love this. As Thomas is the one in the background and you never hear about him. And he's the one that absolutely does not believe that Jesus comes back. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, I think Thomas gets a... Um... I think Thomas is one of those depressed people that even if you were to tell him... Mm -hmm. Well... We're skipping way ahead, but I yeah. I think he should get a little bit more credit than he's given. Um, because, you know... Do tell. Uh, he's kind of like, you know, if my Savior did come back then prove it and who who better to prove it than jesus right <laughs> i'm here i mean touch it touch it i'm here um it is me but another thing is uh it's not a bad thing for us to cry out to god and say you know remember when you did this remember when you promised this uh, God delights in that we call him out on his promises and say, God, let's go do it. You said you would, let's do it. You know, and God's like, good. I'm glad that you remember that. 
uh, and I will, but give me time. Mm -hmm. In my time, not yours. Um, and so Thomas is kind of the same deal. Uh, he's like, okay, Jesus, you know, you said you're going to come back. And uh, I saw that you died, so uh, that happened. Uh, if you're back now, show me. Let's see it. I want, you know, he didn't, and he doesn't, I guess you could say that he's not trusting Christ, but if he is Christ, then he will, I mean, he will have the marks, the marks, you know, and honestly, for a Christian, we should be constantly questioning uh, the gospel. Uh, we should be questioning, um, you know, brothers and sisters in Christ about what they believe and holding them to their, you know, uh, you know, holding them to the scripture um, and saying, you know, let's, let's see you do it. You know, you believe this. So there are certain things that you need to do uh, that show that you actually believe it. It's called, you know, uh, uh, that's why uncle Neil always called us fruit inspectors. We're supposed to be inspecting fruit. We're inspecting that's what the Bill fruit of the spirit. It. Yeah. Right. Um, and God gives us the fruit of the spirit so that we can inspect others and, you know, make a, make an assessment of whether they're actually Christian or not. Have you, uh, and I know I've told you, but on, on the podcast here, have I, have I told Bill's story mm -hmm. about the, you, you've heard it from Bill himself too, the, the oh, apple yeah. orchard. Yeah. That's okay. a good, so, uh, I don't know if I've, I've said it, but if I have, y'all just going to hear it again. But, um, because because Bill does say that about yeah. you know being a, a fruit inspector and his one and I will do it no justice because he, he does it the best but you know when you <laughs> yeah when you when you go into you know and, and if you were to take me into an apple orchard and we're going along this beautiful apple orchard and all these apples are you know on the ground and on the tree and then you come across this one tree has no apples there's no apples around the tree you have you have two things you have to think about that tree in the middle of an apple orchard you're either a very sick tree yep. and you need a lot of help because you're not producing any apples or you're not an apple tree yep those are your only, only two, two answers yep. yeah either you are an apple either tree and you need a lot of help ain't. and that's and that's what we have to you know think about as far as going in when somebody can say they're a Christian all day, I could tell you that's an apple tree. Right. But if you don't see any apples, right, you're either a very sick apple tree in which you need a lot of Jesus. You really need to be, you know, taken in, loved, and you need to be nourished. either retaught, yeah. nourished, whatever. Or you're not an apple tree. Yeah. In which case, you don't even need to be there. Yeah. And you at know? that point in its existence. Uh, I, as the observer, don't know what it is. Yeah, you don't. You know, but those are the only two assumptions. But those are the only two you can logically you can come with. to. Yeah, is you're an apple tree or you're not. Yep. And so, anyway, as fruit inspectors, um, you know, uh, when we talk to brothers and sisters in Christ, we should be inspecting their fruit and saying, "Hey, you say that you're a Christian. Why don't you do this?" Why do you do this? What do you believe about this? Tell me. Yeah. So that, you know, so that 
I can assess what you need help with. Right. You know, uh, it's like an apple tree. I look at it and if there's no apples on it and it's, you know, never had apples in years, I'm going to be like, all right, well, uh, where do I go from here? Right. Because if it is an apple tree, then there are things that I need to do. If it's not an apple tree, then, you know, it doesn't really matter, does it? Right. And so uh, all of that to say, uh, with Doubting Thomas, uh, he was like, all right, well, if you're Jesus, prove it. Yeah. You know, and Jesus was happy to hold out his hands and let Thomas touch him. You know, and when you reach up into that apple tree and you pluck an apple off, proof. Right. Proof. And then you take a bite, you're like, this is an apple. You know? <laughs> Definitely no an apple. No doubt. Best apple. Best, best apple, apple ever. ever. It's a good apple. It's a wonderful <laughs> apple. Other apple trees, they're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, so all of that was a little bit of a tangent. We're talking about Passover here. Um, and poof, wow, there, so we had a really short chapter. 11 was an incredibly short chapter for, as far as Exodus goes, 12 was an incredibly long chapter, chapter as far as Exodus goes. And so we're not even halfway through 12, nor do I think we'll get yeah, there. Yeah, probably, probably on um, But that being said, um, now the blood shall be assigned for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood... I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. I think we'll leave with that. And that so is, that's a good place next, to leave. And we'll, uh, we'll two be, days from now, we'll get back you know, on um, verse 14, if I can remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Love you guys, and adios. Thank you for listening to the podcast. You can follow us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and more. And be sure to like and check out our Facebook page.